Welcome to the third space. I'm Kevin Weir. Hello? 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 Are you there? Jeremy? Hey? Alright, come on. I I saw the flames of Gondor. It's time to do the podcast. Or maybe my neighbor's house is on fire. Just check on that. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither do I. I was right. like, I was reaching for something, and it just never came. People want you to come in hard and fast, full of energy, but sometimes you just come in with a, I don't know what's going on. I got some new glasses. That's new. No, I'm I'm tired <laughs> of podcasts always being like, what did you do this week? No. No, no, we're getting right into it. We're doing a third spruce, third spruce world churn. <laughs> a, th- a third spruce world churn. Yeah. Um, we're doing a third space world generator. We are. <laughs> Sorry, me messing that up just got me very sad for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, I just got very sad. Well, t- chase those blues away, Kevin, because we're not making a sad thing. <laughs> no. Probably. Presumably. <laughs> We have no control over what we're making. This is a third space world generator. The episode of our podcast where we use random generators on the internet to create a world that may or may not completely work. Yeah, we put our money where our mouth has been. <laughs> which, which all all over fictional worlds. That's where our mouths have been. I don't know why changing. We, we go into the library and lick fiction. I don't know why changing that. <laughs> common turn of phrase just that little tweak made it absolutely disgusting because <laughs> <laughs> put your money in your mouth is a very common <laughs> thing but saying put your money where your mouth has been is t- it's horrible yeah put your money where your mouth has been but- all right i kissed you in third grade open up <laughs> open up i think it's because it just ties to be like you do not you don't know where he's been i'll put my yeah. money there <laughs> but only if my mouth's been <laughs> if my mouth has been there i'll put some money there yeah i think um probably the best way to shut down conversation when somebody's like hey have you been to see this thing you just say mm, i've been <laughs> uh, yeah I, I i honestly thought you were just going to begin it you're going to end at the beginning there but when someone asks you hey have you, have you been to this thing you just go mm-hmm mm. I've been. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drag it out for as long as possible. Yeah. There's a lot of jokes about how to exit conversations quickly, but I mean, let's, let's, be, let's be clear. It's very easy to end a conversation. It is. It yeah. is. If you uh, do not care about the other human being or any human <laughs> being, man, it's easy just to get out of conversations. It turns out if you don't respect anybody, you could do whatever you want. It, it, uh, it turns out we live in a world that really benefits people without empathy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> the third what? space world generator. Let's build uh, a better world or a yeah, worse let's, one. Let's build a world. If we build a worse one, we can all laugh at it. 
That's true. If we build a better one, we can feel good about our optimism. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Either way, we win. Yay. Yay. So, yeah, so we got a bunch of generators. We'll pull them up. We'll go through them. Uh, because we are just coming out of Spooktober, I have removed horror from our genre just because. Boo. Spooky time is done. Now it's I November. Know, I, the it, was the last, <laughs> it was the last spooky boo I had in me. Yeah. Uh, but now it's November, <laughs> the happiest time of the year. Yeah. November is my birthday month. And the world rejoices. Yeah, there's something else in, that happens in November, but I never remember it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, time to improvise a theme song, right? Absolutely. Wow, uh, that that was entirely instrumental. Yeah. Okay. You should have seen the visuals that went with it. Oh. I didn't. Uh, so now that we're through the, I guess, teaser and the opening <laughs> credits, uh, make sure you stay until the end of the episode because we do have an announcement. Uh, if and I guess you can also skip ahead if you're one of those people. Yeah, like if you, if you do. don't want entertainment and you only want news, you can skip ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... I don't know what would have brought you five or six minutes into this podcast and then you just be like, no, I'm done now. But thank you for staying along with us. Uh, all right. We begin with the genre, figuring out what genre our planet is. Give me that sweet genre, Kevin. Yeah. All right. All right. This. Oh, it is time to be a little bit happy because we <laughs> rolled up a romantic comedy world. Oh, sweet. Oh, snap. We got them rom-coms. We got love and we got comedy. And this is a world where pain is dulled because slapstick is obviously involved. Yeah, slapstick's involved. It mm-hmm. also means like. You always have one last chance to make things right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the uh, our, our airlines are completely without any security on them. <laughs> you can just run onto a plane. Yeah. Not only airlines. I'm going to say trains. Buses. Buses. Yeah. Car rental places. Oh, absolutely. The theater. Ski lifts. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and if you and if you you do anything you want as long as you can convince the other person that it is for love. Yeah. It is some sort of natural law. There's, if, on, there's only one thing, Kevin, that doesn't work on, is that they can sing at you, I would do anything for love by meatloaf, and that can n- <laughs> negate. They get, everybody gets one thing. Wait, wait. So your your idea here, just yeah. to be clear, your idea here yeah. is that – and I, I'm not saying this because I'm disagreeing. I'm saying this because I need to clarify what, the, yeah. Yeah. what you just said to me. Yeah. Uh, I can run up to someone and let's say – an airport yeah. or a subway. And I yeah. do not mean a subway station. I mean at a subway. I go to a subway and I go to a sandwich artist. I'm like, you, the love of my life is back there cooking the bread. I need you to let me back there. Uh, and if they just sing meatballs, I would do anything for love back at you. <laughs> Meatloafs. <laughs> you said meatballs. 
No, I'm pretty sure I said meatloaf. <laughs> no, you said meatballs. <laughs> if I said meatballs, then my then my then my mind fully rewrote it because <laughs> at this moment I look back. You know me. I'm I'm pretty easy at figuring out when I've said something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I said meatloaf. Uh, I mean, we, it's not like it's recorded or anything. Meatballs, balls, balls. No. No. But and if they <laughs> sing that back at me, they can just not. Yeah, that's their one thing, Kevin. Well, then. So is the idea that you're trying to give a uh, a speech about your love that is so convincing that they won't sing a song back at you? Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, sure, I guess. Yay! But, but I mean, before <laughs> that song existed. There's nothing they could do. Nothing they could do. Nothing. That, I mean, the song. In a, the, in a way, Meatloaf is a hero. I mean, just to be clear, <laughs> the the speech still has to be convincing. A, you can't just run up and be like, "Hey, the love of my life is back there," because they'll be like, "Okay, can I take your order, sir?" You have to tell them that you uh, you you fought off a tiger. And you've been in love with this woman your entire life. I've been missing for 35 years. You've been missing for 35 <laughs> years. And you didn't realize when you first went missing that she was the one for you. But then after that tiger fight and being missing for 35 I years, just you realize. hope I'm not too late. Exactly. <laughs> I, I hope she hasn't finished making that bread yet. For 35 years. Um, this yeah, this metaphor yeah. is running down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we yeah, never yeah, had a exactly. romantic comedy world. I like it. There's actually a lot of rules for romantic comedy that there just are. And go a lot into, of tropes. Yeah. A lot of tropes. There's also a lot of small countries with Christmas princes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Christmas prince. The Christmas prince has returned. <laughs> that, well, of course, their council is about to convene in like a month. They're immortal. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but that is just the idea of a romantic comedy there there are various kinds of romantic comedy this one harry met sally which is a little more down to earth and kind of internalized there, there there's are, the notebook so, uh, that's comedy is a very important part of that word that <laughs> is know. a romance <laughs> yeah it is. it is that is not a comedy yeah i guess uh, um, well, there is like pretty woman which has its campy moments yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's some more modern romantic comedies where it's like, well, they go right into slapstick at times. There's the, I'm going to call the Jimmy Fallon comedies, even though I know he only really did Fever Pitch. Yeah. But it felt like it was the first one that was like, There's, oh. a, there's also the Seth Rogen rom-coms. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. I guess they are romantic comedies. Yep. Oh, and then there's, which sort of leads into also the Katherine Heigl uh, rom-coms, which are the... Uh, like the 27 dresses. Yeah, and there's there's also rom-com sitcoms. Uh, yeah, but I guess that's more of just a sitcom that has romance in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not saying that everyone only lives for an hour and a half. But we're not not saying it. We don't know yet. Because <laughs> we got to figure out what is the mood of our rom-coms. Yeah, it's hit me with that sweet mood, Kevin. Basic feeling of these rom-coms. Ooh, <laughs> I, think it, we, I think it we might <laughs> – I think we mm-hmm. might be doing a When Harry Met Sally. But at the very least, we also might be doing a Catherine Heigl because the mood is 
mm-hmm. hateful on the surface, but social underneath. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This this, uh, this is a very bantery world. Well, no, like this this is a full rom com. We're talking yeah. about yeah. two people meet, they can't get along, and you point at them and you say, "You two will bang. <laughs> you you two will end up together. Your love will." spread across the aeons which seems weird because you hate each other now this will be a story for the ages yeah it's very when harry met sally because they meet each other twice and hate each other and then the third time they're like eh, okay whatever i guess this is just gonna happen yeah uh, and they become friends <laughs> and they become you know lovers and lovers in the night and during the day it's actually a, a lot of daytime yeah yeah but I think that mood just kind of rolls right into rom-com, doesn't it? It does, but it does very specifically move to a certain type of relationship. Yeah, this this is a world full of just... This is, pe- this is a world where you never fall in love with your friends. You only fall in love with your enemies. Well, it's a world of opposites attract. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we necessarily have to say def- definitively that opposites attract is the thing. But what it is... You know what? You said rom-com sitcom. This is like those sitcoms where they have the characters and like there's no way anyone would actually be friends with someone who was that mean. Like yeah. the Big Bang Theory. Those people are all just insulting jerks. people. They're constantly. all constantly. <laughs> yeah. But everyone's like that. They they all act like they, you know, there's kind of yeah. hateful, but underneath they all like each other. They're, they're social. They want to you know, they want to hang out. They want to hang out. They want to hang out and throw some good-natured ribbing at each other and then meet someone else who they absolutely despise and know that they will marry them one day. <laughs> one day. One day after my seething fury has dissolved. <laughs> Once the aeons have passed and the simmering fury of my heart has calmed, then and only then will we become a couple. Go. Uh, cool. <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> so this is a subway. <laughs> Brit, let me go behind you. My great love is making bread. Uh, I hate her so much, but the bread she makes is so cake. <laughs> it's uh, definitely not bread. <laughs> it is, there's way too much sugar for it to be considered bread. <laughs> So let me back into your bread cake factory. Uh, <laughs> so I may tell her that I want her. <laughs> that I need her. But there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love her. Um, I just one second, because you're just annoying the hell out of me. Um, I would do any... Okay, I would... No! Do- <laughs> <laughs> Down uh, you meatloaf! <laughs> Now I must search for a new hate to love. <laughs> and a new love to hate. I like this character. I don't know um, who he is. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. I think, I think I'm going to name him Gregor. <laughs> uh, they say when he was younger, he was known, known as Gregory. But he became so full of hate, the Y ran away. And now he is known only as Gregor. For as we all know... Only sometimes why. Okay. <laughs> <Kay? Yeah. laughs> do you think we're good with the mood? Yeah, I think we're good with the mood. All right, we got to figure out the aesthetics. God, God, I hope the aesthetic fits with Gregor. 
I mean, hey, you know what? Sometimes the generators are kind to us. Sometimes they're just like, hey, it, you had a hard October. You need a softball. You, here you go. Here's a nice log. We're, we're recording this before Halloween in whatever state Halloween is going to be. Yeah. I think nobody honestly knows what Halloween is going to look like. No, everyone's going to make their own individual decisions, yeah. and we'll see if they mesh. Our decisions, we're actually going to put candy out. We're not going to do the whole door thing. Yeah, because... yeah. We've put candy out. We've individually wrapped little care packages Yeah, we... so that people can take a package of, of candy. And then we've also uh, got some hand sanitizer. So if they're really worried, they can sanitize their hands. And and take it. We just figured that yeah, if it's pretty safe to do drive-through restaurants, yeah, then you know you can leave some candy out and look at the kids through your window. I guess <laughs> we're Hello. leaving a sign. We're we're leaving a sign saying, "Make sure you say trick or treat," because we're listening. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we have one of those Nest doorbells, so we actually could say trick or treat through the doorbell. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. And it makes it very sad because when the doorbell's rung, it makes spooky sounds. Oh, well, you could just watch the camera of the doorbell, <laughs> and whenever somebody leaves, you can just open the door and press the doorbell for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there you make, go. It makes a sound out there as well. It would be a great thing. They press the button, and it goes, or whatever spooky sound is going. Anyway, oh, oh, what happened there? Uh, I don't know. What's the aesthetic of this world, Kevin? <laughs> All right. The, the aesthetic of this world is... Okay, Barry, B-E-R-R-Y, okay. emo. Barry emo. So it's like very color. <laughs> it's very vibrant colored emo. Yeah, I'm thinking like when I think when I think Barry, I'm thinking like uh, strawberry shortcake. Yeah, or like raspberry, blueberry, like like a fruit snack. And the, the important thing to think about emo is that there's the there you know the idea of emo is. You know, kind of like dour and that. But no, no, emo is just emotional. They're full of emotions. They're yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the reason why everybody pictures emo as that sort of like dull, reserved and like hate, hate everything nihilism is because that's usually the people that like adopt emo as as a thing are feeling that <laughs> uh, but but really emo just means emotional you're completely right yeah well i mean think of the think of the like the emo bands yeah so we're, we're talking about emotion and sensitivity and there is love but also like shyness and a little bit of of like misanthropy and also like yeah. angst yeah, yeah. So I mean, this works perfectly well for this uh, this romantic comedy world where everyone's hateful on the oh, surface. Yeah. But everybody's first impression of everybody else that they could fall in love with um, is "I hate you." <laughs> well, I don't even think it's that. I think I think we we said hateful as a very outside thing. Yeah. I think this is might be a world where when you see the person you love, it's like, oh, but why would they ever look at me? <laughs> So you're, you want to add some self-loathing to the hate? I mean, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 
<laughs> I, I, you know what? I will say that some relationships probably go that way. I agree that there's a broad spectrum well, the, of hate the, the, the thing that on, like, on the table for us. The thing that I like about because of the specific mood we got, that even if we yeah. add in this is a world that has a lot of um, a lot of that self-putting uh, down stuff, yeah. is yeah. that it, because it is social underneath, we don't have to worry about creating a world of – of a world where nobody interacts with anybody else. They're all sitting around thinking that like, Oh, why do people hang out with me? Well, I mean, they're doing that. Some people just outright hate other people. Yeah, absolutely. Some people are self-loathing a little bit. Some people just hate that specific person. You know, some people just hate like that specific thing that person's doing and therefore hate the person. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah. but it's but the thing to keep in mind is that it's never really real hate. No, no. This this is this is the thing where where you are the only way you can interact with stuff is by hating it. You're like, oh, you're dumb. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, oh, I hate yeah. all this. Oh. oh, wait. So you're saying this is an entire world where everyone is a sunder? I'm. I think that's pronounced sundere. Yeah, it is. And I'm not happy that I had to correct you on the pronunciation. <laughs> I know. I just I just had to do it because <laughs> uh, people know I'm an anime nerd, the, but they don't always this... know you are, Kevin. <laughs> no, I'm a word nerd. Get it right, <laughs> you pleb. Right. Okay, fine. I see you don't watch anime at all, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as I would have liked to, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's a constant state of being for everyone. <laughs> How are you today? Didn't watch as much anime as I wanted. From the highest offices <laughs> to the lowest gutters, everyone has this. Everyone is brought together by the same feeling. <laughs> I'm not watching enough anime as I would like to. Not watching enough. <laughs> I am going to run for office on the platform of hey. <laughs> We should all watch a little bit more anime. Just a, a little. Everyone could use a little bit more everyone anime. Everyone gets gets a free Crunchyroll <laughs> subscription. <laughs> you just watch a little bit a little bit more anime. Like, don't just, change your life around just it. Just a tiny bit. Just check out some popular animes. If I knew any of them, I would say them. <laughs> I think there's one about demon bikes. Um, what did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we yeah. so we kind of got the emo side, but the berry. Like, what's the look of this? I think like strawberry shortcake. Like we're so talking, like, we're, talk, we're talking about a lot of the uh, the pink hairs. We're talking a hair, lot of pink bright pastels. Colors. Yeah, pink pastels is basically what you're saying. Ooh, not but even for, just pastels. Like bright, like I, all like nearing neon. Yeah, I'm thinking like. All the various shades of berry milkshake. <laughs> okay. It's like Saskatoon berry milkshake, blueberry milkshake, strawberry, raspberry. A lot of those are red. Yeah, but some shades of them are of purple red. and some of them are blue. There's a lot of shades of red in this world. Fifty. Yeah. There's about 50 shades of red. Uh, maybe more. Which is my Deadpool BDSM fan fiction. <laughs> Great. Thanks. <laughs> I thought we saved book announcements for the end of the show. <laughs> No, I had to take a moment there to think that <laughs> that the joke I just made there is a legitimate joke that could exist in the Deadpool like universe, universe? and I just don't yeah. know about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 We already know the 50 shades of blue <laughs> is the 
No. Yeah. I, no. What was our? What the, the, we had a. It was a long time ago, but we had a Sonic one. It was like 50, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Gold. Yeah, I think Fifty so. Shades of Gold Ring, something like that. I yeah. don't know. Listeners, um, get at me. Yeah, I think the aesthetic for here is either that sort of very dark, like, berry compote colors or the very mild, like, berry milkshake colors. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of other stuff in this well, one. And then I think also con- contrasted with a lot of black. Yeah, yeah. A lot of black and red. A lot of a lot of a lot of that stuff. Black, red, blue, purple, and white. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> this is a song? Yep. Okay. Do you know what band probably be very popular in this world? My band? Chemical Romance. I was gonna say red jumpsuit apparatus. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yours you Yours wasn't yours wasn't a joke. Yours was just saying a band that is an emo band. Yeah, but they would be popular in this world. So would Panic of the Disco and Fallout Boy and well, AFI. Definitely AFI. AFI is emo. Yeah. And unlike um, My Chemical Romance, I remember this being a thing. They don't, like, My Chemical, My Chemical Romance don't like the emo label. No, they don't. No, they don't. They uh, are kind of emo, though. Yeah, because of social stigma and things like that. Uh, yeah. But I do know... Red suit jumps at red red jumpsuit apparatus because they have a ridiculous name, mm-hmm. uh, and it's red. All right, yep. <laughs> we still have to do a planet. <laughs> we do. We we need a, a detail and a creature. We do. All right. So, uh, hmm? <laughs> hmm? I'm going to say we. Uh, maybe maybe we'll use this detail. I'll tell you the detail um, after right. I tell you the animal, and then we can decide if we want to use it. The local... Okay, anything to tell me before the animal? Okay, no. I have to tell you <laughs> that we, we we don't use a lot of the world, like how it actually looks, mm-hmm. because um, the, usually they kind of became a pretty homogenous, and they didn't really give us like a lot of fun stuff in there. We, too, we were too constrained in by them, really. Yeah. Listen to this world we just rolled. Okay. Apart from, uh, apart from warm lakes and rivers, Valm 4 is quite dry. Great plains stretch under the gentle yellow sun. If that doesn't sound like a romantic comedy world. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so the local animals build shells for themselves out of precious metals. Okay, yeah. They lose their eyes in adulthood. So when okay. they're young... They go around and they collect... Picking up precious metals and build, to make a shell. Yeah, build themselves like a turtle or a snail-like shell. And mm-hmm. then they go blind. Yep. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's all we know about them. Okay, well, uh, I'd, like to make, uh, I'd like to make a pitch to you for something about these creatures. Hmm, all right. Uh, pitch me, baby, one more time. I... <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... I think, Kevin, that the reason why they go blind is because their eyes are rings and people need them to get married. <laughs> oh, God. It's just – it's just we had this nice world <laughs> with like a romantic comedy thing and people were kind of like – like they're all very gruff on the exterior, but had these soft, melty sh- uh, interiors and mm-hmm. shits, and mm-hmm. and then you come in and you're like, also an amazing amount of animal cruelty, like 
really it's fucked not, up levels of uh, it. It's it's not animal cruelty if they naturally lose their eyes. Kevin. Okay. Oh, okay. So you cuz cuz you said they they lose their eyes. No, right? I didn't say that. You <laughs> People out there will agree with me. You, the way you, the way you huh? said it what? sounded like that when they got older, people came around and plucked out their eyes to use as rings. No, what a hateful thing to do. <sighs> okay, so it's just that they lose the, – they have these ring-type eyes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't even honestly have to be rings. That's a very – but it's a rom-com. And, that it, and we – hitting the I – was, I was thinking, like, would it be – a ring or would it just be whatever these these things are and that's what you propose with <laughs> i mean that's also fun i like that too <laughs> but i mean so much of the rom-com ideas are built around especially western rom-coms built around like you know the ring going on the finger but it could be like a yeah. necklace it could be something hanging from a necklace that's true I brought you the eye of a shelled beast. I, Gregor, have fashioned this bling out of the shells of many beasts. <laughs> uh, what about the what? Uh, is there anything with these like precious metals and the billions of? Obviously, these animals seem really just mostly about collecting precious metals and building yeah, I, shells. I I think they're. I th- I think their presence means. That you have to hot like having a ring because they'll take the ring from you if you're sleeping. They're not like dangerous predators. No, hang on. I just realized something. Why is it mm-hmm. that their eyes do that? Why isn't it just that when they lose their eyes in adulthood, that means you can go to them and get a ring off their shell? Oh, you know what? That 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 <laughs> makes sense too. Yeah, I guess that, like they that go tracks. around yeah. collecting precious metals, and much like how pearls are formed within oysters. Yeah, uh, they. They like because of their process or whatever it is, they actually do create. Let's just say rings, just because it's what we understand in our universe. Yeah. So they they do create little rings. They they create engagement baubles. Yeah. Now usually you can't sneak up on them because they'll probably like let's say they're burrowers. Yeah. Yeah. That means they don't. That means cause even though they're weighed down by heavy shells, they can still kind of get away. Yeah. But when they get old, when they get into adulthood, and they lose their eyes, you can sneak up on them. You can get them. You can get, you can get them you good. You can get a ring so you can, so you can propose to your lovely. Yeah. Gregor has been watching this one grow for many years, eyeing the ring forming on its back. Well, I, I just I just like it because it... And it, now is the time to strike. It brings that rom-com scene to where someone like... You know, they, all, they do that thing where the, the person uh, has the, the ring and they... um. Uh, are they? They're like they're like. Oh, my jacket! I have my jacket inside. They run inside, and then they do the thing where they look in the pocket and they bring it out. Like, oh, oh my god, they have a ring. But now <laughs> they're also a little bit wounded, <laughs> maybe, or at least yeah. they're. You know, they, they have to. They have to go off and they have to well, stink wait, off wait, and wait. get a ring. How big are you thinking these creatures are? Kevin? I'm thinking they get pretty big. Okay, like I, th- uh, I, I think the like 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 hog size or larger. Um. Oh, I was thinking. I was thinking. I was. I was honestly thinking they were probably equivalent to like a hippopotamus. Oh, that is very large. Yeah. Well, no. I, a, I think, a bunch of people in this world die because they sit on. No, them. I. I think. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, I. I think the creatures themselves probably are a little bit smaller, but once they build the shell. Oh yeah, I got you. They grow up to the size like it's. It's like I, well, a I, crab. I want to. I want to. Oh, it's a crab. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying it's like a hermit crab. Okay, because I, I was imagining sort of like an anteater type body. I mean, sure, 
But they yeah. still have to build a shell for themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to go get the ring. Uh, there is one detail. Uh, mm-hmm. We might... we uh, The SS Oberon vanished while exploring this planet. <laughs> Do you want to re-roll? <laughs> Yeah, we we need a detail that's not a ship. There's, there's all like, they like somewhere, a, it's a, somewhere within the crust of this planet lies the ship Gregor calls home. It's a, it's a romantic. The SS Oberon, it's a, king of the skies. It's a romantic comedy world full of uh, uh, you know very emos Strand. and all these things, and also somewhere's a spaceship. Somewhere spaceship. Okay, okay, this is a little better. A single day takes a very long time. So you can have big, long I mean, dates. That makes sense. That, may, that makes a lot of sense yeah. for a rom-com world. Well, I mean, yeah, because the only thing that happens at nights are either very quick dinners or sex. <laughs> or, or sex. So, so the days is a lot of, you know, meeting friends, a lot of going yeah. on dates, taking walks through parks, getting a, to know each other. A lot of other, running down the street. A lot of that stuff. Uh, and then the nights go by very quickly. Everyone's yeah. tired all the time. <laughs> That's why they're so hateful. That's why they're so hateful. Uh, they learn to sleep during the day. Yep. <laughs> they sleep on the bus. They sleep on the bus. Oh, how kooky they are. Yeah. All kinds of kooky people. <laughs> I think we've got a pretty good idea of this world, but we still need to know who lives in it. That's true. Yeah. But before but we do that, we've got a commercial. <laughs> This week's episode of The Third Space uh, is brought to you by the following product. Uh, Kevin, what'd you get sent? Well, I opened up my front door today, Mm -hmm. and I found this box. All right. Uh, What's the box made out of? Uh, Appears to be some form of cardboard. All right. Reinforced cardboard, perhaps. All right. It's got tape around it. Okay. a, A reinforced box. Yeah, it's it's very strong. It's very sturdy. Uh, it I it could hold a door open. I could stand on it, in fact, and probably reach a reach a high ledge. Oh, oh, that sounds like this box is is useful. It has many uses. It's multi-purpose. It's incredible uses. Now, when I looked at this box, I of course I think like a lot of people, I didn't believe it could do all the things that I heard it could do. Uh, and I thought back to when I was a young child, and I would go with my father to the convenience store. And we get candies, uh, we get chips, we get pops, we get all these things, and then uh, my father would pay for them, and he'd get a receipt. And he'd keep these receipts because he wanted to keep track of you know, the, the money he was spending, and he wanted to you know, be, be fiscally responsible there. And he would always keep them on a stack on the counter. And it was a warm summer day, and he opened the window so we could get you know, some, some nice air in, you know, try to... Try to enjoy the day, and the receipts went flying all over the room. Flying all over the room. And I, th- and I thought about that a lot as I really, really considered this box. And so I took my receipts that I collected, just like my father before me, and I put them beneath the box. Yeah, those aren't going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. No. No, this is a, this is a good box. Hey, do you think we should have opened it? No, they they sent they sent us this. This is what we this is what we're supposed to do. Yeah, you're right. It's sealed. Sealed, absolutely. All right, Kevin. I am excited for these very emo people 
to exist. Oh, yes. Uh, our, finally, the love has a chance. I, I, I need to know, Kevin, what does Gregor look like? Okay. Gregor looks like. Gregor looks like a peacock. Yes. The appearance of this race is based on a peacock. Lovely. Which, of course, as we all know, means the men are a lot more extravagant <laughs> than the women are. Yes, but they're not peacock colors. They're specifically berry colors. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But they are. Oh, they are vibrant berries. Yes. Vibrant berries. Berries. Look, Gregor's magnificent plumage. Look upon my berries. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe don't say that on the first date, Kevin. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, They are a modern race Mm -hmm. with modern sensibilities. Mm -hmm. A lot of modern women doing Uh, modern things. Thoroughly modern millies. I got it. I mean, it has to be modern because one of the one of the other things that has a lot of the hateful but social underneath is the Catherine Heigl style uh, rom coms. Yeah, uh, and those ones are all about. They usually have like you know uh, this you know a, a lot of women in the workplace, a lot of like that sort of weird tension. So like, oh, it's still very tense. I'm like, I don't think it's as tense as you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the social structure is influenced by age. Okay. So remember, we, that doesn't mean the older ones are necessarily in charge. It just means age is the... Age is important. Mm-hmm. Their culture is inspired by the Caribbean people. Okay, okay. A lot of Caribbean culture. I mean, they did say there's lots of warm rivers and lakes, so there's water around. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it seems like there's like a lot of relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that. You know, a, a lot of time to get to know someone that you love. Well, that you hate to love. That, that you love you hate to hate. To love. Yeah. However, that's their culture. There yeah. is still their lifestyle. We all know the ones that has lifestyle. That's true. And their lifestyle mm-hmm. is like that of the reveler. Oh, great! We've we've got a bunch <laughs> of people who worship Dionysus. Uh, <laughs> well, it just means they like to party. It, it means they like to revel. Yes, they do like to revel. They like to revel in victories and defeats, and they like to... Here's the thing. I think it's very important to say revel and not like to party, Kevin, because party gives us a very specific image. But when I say revel, I'm guessing you think of something different. <laughs> um, Kind of. I mostly just think of a, of a party animal. Except there's more frolicking. It, yeah, it's they, a, a reveler is yeah. someone who like, like they dance and they sing and they drink alcohol. Like it, it, we're, we're not talking about a a party or a you know anything like that where it's these just people like, oh, yeah. these people don't do house parties. This is no, not no. a potluck. This is not a wine and cheese night. This is not a dinner party. No, we're we're we're, not, we're this is not we're not talking about people when we're talking about party. We're not talking about like oh yeah, let's all go and we'll play beer pong in the basement. It's like nah. Let's let's get drunk. Let's go into the street. Let's dance. Let's, let's do backflips into let's pools. Let's dance. Let's sing. Let's do some crazy stunts, and maybe we'll fuck. Yeah. Um, you know what the great thing about reveling, Kevin, is? 
Sure. You don't need other people to do it. You need <laughs> other people to party. It's really hard to have a party of one. Reveling, you can do that all solo. You can revel yourself. You could do that by yourself, yeah. I mean, the dictionary definition of a reveler mm-hmm. is just someone who dances, drinks, sings yep. at a party or in public, especially in a noisy way. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it does not – you actually don't even have to be drunk to revel. So can you read that sentence because they're the lifestyle of a reveler, right? Yeah. And it, uh, yeah, their, their, their lifestyle is like that of the reveler. So I think that informs what age is important, Kevin, because who's the best at reveling? Ah, oh, that early 20s. <laughs> yeah. The time of love <laughs> and hate and emotions. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the time where you finally have enough control over your stupid hormones and emotions <laughs> that you might be able to get something but, done. But you're not so far along <laughs> that you've realized it's a, this is a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, you don't, yeah. To, you don't have wisdom yet. I like the idea <laughs> that this world social structure works in like a tent pole situation <laughs> where it's like you're young and they're like, ah. Oh, you know, you're too young. You don't get it. You're controlled by your emotions. Uh, and then you hit like, tw- like you know, 21, 22. And, and, you're just, and everyone's just like, yes, tell us what we should do. And they're like, you should all get drunk <laughs> and dance. And then it goes a little bit too like farther past that. And everyone's like, ah, you old fogey. <laughs> and you're like, I'm 31. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're beyond your prime. You can't serve in the Senate anymore. Well, here's the thing. You can still revel at 31, but you've got to pace yourself. Yeah. So are we saying in the social structure, mm-hmm. are we saying that the one at the top of the social structure is like just people between 18 and 29? No, I'm saying, Kevin, that the people that get the most attention in this society are that age group. Well, but that's not what social structure means. Well, social structure means that people organize their society around that, right? So I just think people, like, whatever trend is going on is informed by that age group. You don't have, like, you have older people who are doing government and they're in positions of power. But all the decisions they make, they're like, you know, I heard about this new thing that the revelers have been asking for. And I think it's really important we implement it. Okay, and I think that can make sense in a rom-com world. Yeah. Because the idea is that everyone's looking back like, when I was young and fell in love and hate at the same time. <laughs> when I was a young Gregor. Just. <laughs> Why? When I was a young Gregor. When uh, he was a young Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so even. even I'd search if, the like, Savannah after every meal. Uh, <laughs> even if the old. Uh, <laughs> even if the older people might be the ones who are being responsible and running the country and things like that. They look to that specific age group because in their mind, they're like, that was the best time of our lives. We got to do what they're doing. Maybe we'll recapture it. That's when the most important thing happens in everybody's life on this, on this planet. And the most important thing is falling in love. Hate. Well, think of, think of it like, so there's, there's another form of rom-com, which, uh, which you can just you recall as like the older rom com or the middle age rom com or the or even like, even like, like we're, we're talking about yeah yeah the washed up person meets like another <laughs> washed up person and they complete each other. I was trying to do it in a way that's not so mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but it's, those it's, those characters are struggling. That's the point. Yeah, and and the idea usually the idea of those ones, and I'm talking about things like Jack Nicholson. I think was in one with like Diane Keaton. Uh, but the idea is that that they are older people, and the their way of essentially like finding completeness in their life is embracing youth. Yeah. So I think it still fits in with the rom-com idea that all these older people who might be in charge of, uh, you know, government or business and all those things still (laughs) like that is a demographic they care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're there to serve that demographic. It's the same with like business owners. They're like, how can we capture the most important demographic? How can we support them and their ability to fall in love? Which kind of which kind of sucks. This is a a a world full of hello fellow kids. Yeah, except you. <laughs> except everybody gets like eleven years where it's fucking amazing, Kevin. Yeah, well, yeah, but but I mean, then you got but it, when even when you're in those eleven years, and keep in mind the aesthetic of this world is very emo, and the mood is hateful on the surface. <laughs> yeah. When with if you are one of those people and you look around and you just see all these people being like, "Hello, youths," <laughs> you're gonna be <laughs> What's like, up, "God, my fellow youths." <laughs> I mean, we should probably get. There's still a little more stuff we need to know about these people sure. because they are generally economical. Mm-hmm. They are fierce. Yeah, that makes and, sense. Yeah. And disgusted. I mean, they're peacocks, so that all fits. <laughs> I like the idea that they also the, – these are essentially – there's this kind of writing where you take people who are in their 20s and really you're aging them down to being young. Yeah. And it's kind of a uh, – kind of response to the fact that a lot of teen dramas, a lot of youth shows are taking those those teens who are those, those ages and kind of aging them up. Yeah. And it's this weird meeting the middle thing. So I like the idea is that this age, this like eleven years where everyone you know is having the time of their life, um, they are also like <laughs> acting like sixteen year olds. They're 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 fierce and they're disgusted, and they're constantly being pandered to. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say the only difference is that even though they're acting like sixteen year olds, they know where to draw the line. They're not just totally overcome. Yeah, um, noteworthy. They are because they're because they're economical, you know. Mm-hmm. They know you can't blow. Look, look, it's Friday night, and just because you you know that you're um, uh, I can't remember that song. Uh, what Friday? You know, the rent? No, no, it's another song. Uh, because just because you know you're gonna be able to afford the rent doesn't mean you have to blow all your money tonight. Yeah, yeah, you know, you save yeah. it up. Yeah. They are also generally very strong. These are very <laughs> strong peacocks. Yes. Uh, well, does Gregor sound like he's not buff? <laughs> I want to clarify, though. I think I think the way that these people work is that they are also at their strongest in that age. Oh, absolutely. Like, if this is going to be that's a their, world... That's their prime. Absolutely. If this is going to be a world where, uh, where pe- uh, people older are looking back on that age with such reverence, it has to be a physiological thing where when you are well that's that's when their plumage is brightest it's when they their arms are strongest it's when their hearts beat fastest like yeah yeah Yeah. it's 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 a peak in every way and then you just hit a brick wall yeah like my god (laughs) just well i I mean if you you, if if you live that hard for 11 years kevin it's gonna (laughs) catch up 
Yeah, but it, it's the thing is, like, it can't be a lifestyle thing. It can't be something that's like, oh, well, if you didn't do that, it wouldn't happen. It has to be a physiological part of their existence. I, I think I think absolutely, like, that's the peak of their life, Kevin. I think the people who revel a little bit less maybe, like, don't get hit as hard. No, no, no. <laughs> because... I, I think it's a combination of, of, no. of biological and social uh, stuff. I mean, yeah, sure, that's probably a thing there. But the people who didn't revel that hard during that time, you absolutely did waste your life in this world. Oh, yeah, absolutely you did. Like, like the, uh, that is the time... Where because you are like once you hit the, and they're telling you the entire time like no no once you hit thirty literally that clock ticks over and yep. our weird peacock bodies start to fall apart just fall apart can I can I say something Kevin yeah. that I think fits in the rom com world and everything we've talked about so far but I want to run it by you sure I think that there's sort of a second generation of romantic comedy happening when the peacocks are near the end of their lifespans, where it's the people who did not manage to match up with somebody for like lasting love go on like a final hurrah that kills them basically. Sure. Yeah. It's the, (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't really have a, have a romantic comedy that, you know, is the bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is the Jack Nicholson, uh, (laughs) Morgan Freeman bucket list. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then they die. I mean, yeah. If 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 the peak of their life, Kevin, is 11 years of going hard and then they have a steep decline after 30, I'm guessing most of these peacocks don't live past like 45. I mean, I, I don't think it's a steep decline to the point that you are immobile. It's just that, that like – Keep on. The, the idea is they're they're generally very strong. Yeah. So the idea is that when, when we talk about peak of their lives, we're not talking about like, hey, you were in pretty good shape. We're talking about that during that time, you are super like nearly superhuman. Yeah. Like the the, the things. We oh, so see you're saying people, they just become normal after thirty? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Like by, okay. But by, by our ideas, yeah. Think of think of all those romantic comedies that do have more slapstick style things in them. Yeah, that's people, true. People are getting hit, falling off boats, getting hit by uh, golf clubs. Yeah, somebody throws somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're getting in fights a lot. Yeah, there, there, there's stuff going on there. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Okay, so they they just quiet down a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and and I th- and the idea is that like that is all just what would you call it? Uh, perception. Like, yes, if you were superhuman mm-hmm. at one point just being by our opinion normal is going to feel like oh god uh, i'm not i'm not saying that they go down to their deathbed once they hit 30 okay okay <laughs> that would be insane and untenable all right so what like 60 years old then they die um i mean they're peacocks yeah so, what, 14 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of advance. They're a modern race. They got advances in medicine. Yeah, they understand the physiology. Yeah, and I think because there is the, like a lot of romantic comedies always have this idea of like looking forward. That's really what romantic comedies are like looking looking toward your life together, looking at things together. Yeah, and that's why I kind of like your final burst thing. Yeah, because I think that's what drives a lot of the. Uh, the people through those later years is like, oh, yeah, but if I live long enough and I hit 65, 
Yeah. Then I can fuck again. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying they stop fucking? I mean, they do, but it's not as fun. <laughs> okay. They just they can just go back to the revelry. I think once they hit 65, they become real stringy, pretty yeah. strong. Yeah. They, they, they all it's become a, like... It's like that video of the man with crutches dancing at the wedding. He just throws the crutches away. Yeah. they all. Well, I, I, I think they all become uh, like silver foxes yeah. and cougars. Yeah. Uh, though those unfortunately are not quite equatable due to the, the way that we treat people. Yeah, they're, they're not. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's what they, – they become those. Like they, they, they just – because we've already introduced this idea that because they are peacocks and birds, they have like these physiological reactions. Literally yeah. once they hit that age, they do just become like more attractive. And because this is a world about love and about – Comedy. Find, yeah. <laughs> And comedy, like that—that's that's funny, I guess. I mean, I think there also just needs to be a period where there could be a Mister or Mrs. Robinson situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's the MILF period and the <laughs> DILF period. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, Kevin. Oh, just ignore her. She's going through her MILF period. <laughs> as we all know, as we all know, the MILF period. Um, okay, I know he's this. I want to correct it a little bit. Um, I want to shift it a lot. Like, like I want to shift it earlier to about fifty. So there is like, so you man hit your prime, boom, you're going through. Shifts to fifty, and then you got the milf and the dill period, and then it goes even further. And then if you survive to like eighty five, you do get what you said, the final that will kill you. You you get the um, bad grandpa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you will your heart will explode um what's the catchphrase from the soul series you will die yeah yeah, yeah you will yeah. die I, I mean it's prepare to die <laughs> oh okay yeah i mean that works too yeah uh, yeah they, they the, the morning of their 85th birthday they wake up and it just says prepare to die and they go all right <laughs> like yeah i'm putting on my high heels again <laughs> <laughs> just get like they just get a notification on their phone being like you have 12 hours to live go fucking nuts <laughs> it, uh, someone's have an app they're a modern race so it's an app where it pairs you with somebody else who just turned 85 that yeah, day yeah and it's just like enjoy <laughs> it's like that that uh pat and oswald comedy bit where he's like i think at what if you reach 95 years old on your 95th birthday, one law no longer applies to you. And every single year you last beyond that, one, one, one law, law no longer applies to you. And if you reach 110 years old, you're the fucking president. You, you're making the rules now. I, I like uh, – because I'm thinking now about – because our, our social structure based so much around the physiology of these people. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of the way that even just like pop culture works. So it it is filled with a lot of people between 18 and 29. Mm -hmm. Like man, that's and once you hit 29, you're just gone. <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> well, it's because you gener you're probably having kids. 
No, 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 also, no one phys- wants to see you anymore. Yeah, 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 I know, but, like, you have other stuff to do as well. Well, I mean, yeah, this is a romantic comedy world. It's all about learning, oh, well, I can't just be in the business anymore. I have to learn about family. Yeah, yeah. At, two, at 29, you care about family, I guess. Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but then... <laughs> A beard goes by, and then you hit 50, and then you're back. Yeah, the kids have flown the coop, and you're yeah. back, baby! <laughs> Everyone immediately becomes more attractive. Gregor has waited 20-plus years, but he's back, baby. Time to go to Subway. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, is this weird thing where you know there are groups of people who, like, you know, they're hanging out during their... Uh, they're, uh, you know, they're, let's just call it the hot times. <laughs> they're hanging out during the hot times and they're like, oh, yeah, yes. H-A-W-T, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they, uh, you know, they, they, they end up pairing off as they reach towards, uh, you know, 29 and 30, they all paired off and they all separated and then they all hit 50 at the same time. They're like, ah, oh, let's get back together. <laughs> hey. Let's get the gang back together. Lot, lot of swingers in this world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it raises drama. It absolutely does. And yeah. also, you you hate your significant other. <laughs> but you're social underneath. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's the thing. Them. You're like, I want to hang out with you, but can we fuck other people, please, just, sometimes? It, it does really <laughs> does come out kind of like the sitcom world, where it's all those couples on TV where where it's like, you two don't seem like you get along, no. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you guys have been married and you have three kids, but just don't seem to get along. That's because underneath they're social. I think my, I think my favorite part is the 80, when they get 85, they're just like, time for me to go around and touch everyone's butt. Like, <laughs> And then they die. And then they it's die. hard to get mad at them because they'll be dead soon. They will be dead soon. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we've advanced. We have advances in medical technology, so if you live, but we still have a cap zone, so if you live till 85, that's it. We can't go any further. But we'll warn you. Don't worry. Well, and because of that, it means at a certain point, they stop doing a lot of end-of-life stuff. Yeah. So you'd So you would actually have a lot more of that healthcare stuff for other people because you are a race that physiologically cannot go further than that yeah you you've reached the maximum lifespan yeah there, there's a level cap. if you've if you've got anything left time to blow it <laughs> that's why they created that app so you can find someone else yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called time to blow it. it's the name of the app it's called time to blow it. and during that time you you don't care whatever whatever your orientation was during life it's you got at 85 you're just like ah whatever all right all right kevin Kevin, I, we need to generate a word that we uh, are going to put in this title. I'm feeling like a verb. Are you feeling like a verb? Oh, I'm feeling like a verb. Let's get something weird. <laughs> Our verb is settle. <laughs> Settling up. Uh, I, guess, I guess we. I don't. I. I think we made. How the, about made the saddle rule. up, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> saddle up, settle down. Saddle up again. <laughs> settle down. No, no, no. It it's it's it, here's the thing. It's saddle up, settle down, and then you have the the milf period. The what? <laughs> the milf period. Okay. Saddle up, settle down, milf period. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, basically, you're getting like the uh, saddle, saddle up, settle down. First movie, the okay. MILF period sequel, and I mean, <laughs> time to blow it trilogy. I mean, I I get that, but I, I remember whatever would come was the title of the episode. So it's saddle up and settle down. Yeah, I think so. Just be saddle up, comma settle down. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's saddle up exclamation point settle down. I don't know period. if saddle up makes sense because I'll remind you they are birds. Are you saying that birds can't ride other things in saddles, Kevin? You know what? Been on this podcast for a while, mm-hmm. and I've had to make very definite calls about <laughs> yeah. things, and many times, and a, a lot of times, I just sort of like give you what you need. But I think this time, I'm just gonna say, no, nah, no, nah, a bird can't ride in a saddle. A oh. bird definitely perches on the back of a horse. Oh right? yeah, okay, I think you're right. No, All right, no, well, then no, no, can't, no, no, no. I'll be, tell you how it works. No, it can't be saddle up then. No, I'll tell you how it works. A bird perches on the and the antlers of a deer, of an elk. <laughs> oh, you're right. There's no horses on this planet. They all have, they all have bone antlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a moose if it's Gregor. Yeah, Gregor definitely rides a moose. <laughs> um. All right. Well, then, what's the title, Kevin? Because we can't use saddle up. I mean, the thing is, a settle does feel so good for the romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. World, because it's all about like you know settling down, but we can't use the ing because that's the rule. It has yeah, to be yeah, yeah, has to be settled. Yeah, M- maybe it can be <laughs> settle down, <laughs> Gregor. What what? <laughs> well, well, because that means so many different things depending does, on which yeah. stage of his life he's in. If yeah, he's in the early true. stage, settle down, Gregor. You need to settle down. You're not going yeah. to be 29 forever. Eventually, yeah. be 30. Yeah, uh, and then. Then when, you know, becomes a DILF, you're like, settle down, Gregor. Seriously, settle down. <laughs> and then during yeah. the last stage of his life, he's like, it's, it's like, like, oh, settle down, Gregor. You're going to you're gonna kill someone. <laughs> There's a lot. What what if it's uh, don't settle, saddle up? Stop saddling <laughs> things. That's the same problem as the last I know, one. I know. I just I, I wanted to troll you. I think <laughs> settle down, Gregor, is great. What, what about... Saddle boys. <laughs> what about the settle saddle? Uh, <laughs> what about saddle me timbers? Because they're pirates now. Never no, mentioned that. You still have to. You still have to put settle in it. Uh, <laughs> mm, I said settle. Uh, no, no, I think we're good. Uh, please leave us your titles for this episode using the word settle in a rating or review wherever you're listening to our podcast. About, we appreciate each one we get. How about? Uh, settle we're going down. Um, you can uh, berate Kevin for that horrible title uh, by tweeting at him. Uh, he's at K-Man Straw Weir. I mean, Straw I Man w- K-Weir. <laughs> yeah. I will say that whatever title we picked, it really should have just been a long nonsense sentence that had nothing to do with what was going on because it was an emo one. Anyway, Jeremy can be gone at, at Mighty Fuse. Yeah, and you can reach us together at Third Space Cast. Uh, you can also send us an email, thirdspacepodcast.gmail.com. And check out our website, thirdspacepodcast.com. Now, before uh, the final thing, we do have some news. That's now, right. We've, Jeremy, we've been doing this podcast for over 200 episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, over yeah, four doing, years. Doing a long time. Yeah. And we got other things we want to do. 
<laughs> that is that's the best way of describing this. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh I'm I'm I've been working on a project. Yeah. Uh Kevin is always working on projects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we still like the third space. We do. Yeah. We do. We just don't have time to do it weekly right now. <laughs> yes, we want to do other things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we want we want to uh slightly lighten this curse off our backs. <laughs> so we're gonna probably be making some schedule changes, but expect us uh to be on a bi weekly schedule from now on for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. At this, at this point the idea is that there's every two weeks uh episode will come up and they'll still be the same episodes, but <laughs> said just need yeah 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 and we've and we've only ever missed uh one episode i think and that was on purpose yeah so yeah hey we deserve this <laughs> well also just uh if you really need us to go back to a weekly schedule tell you what if i get if i get 200 people to asking me to go back on a weekly schedule on twitter i'll do it i'll push for it <laughs> Yeah, uh, if yeah, if if we get if we can create a Patreon, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if 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 uh, if, if, if so, honestly, honestly, that would make a huge difference. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're we're gonna get down to uh, biweekly, which means there's not gonna be an episode next week. It's gonna be an episode the week after. Yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much the announcement. Yep. Yep. Right. Um, well, our theme song. Now and always, it's Balrog Boogie by the Elba Swing Orchestra. That's right. Join us next week on The Third Space when Kevin and I reveal our signature scented candles. Mine is Young Goose. Tune in next week to find out what mine is. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. (laughs) 